What's up, Hyperfast Agent? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a mortgage lender who started his career with a negative net worth, has now built it up to millions of dollars. Last year, he helped over 365 families get loans on their homes. He prides himself in putting out educational content and helping realtors and his clients teach people how to build their net worth. Welcome to the show, Sean Kaplan. Welcome to the show today, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on today, particularly uh, with what's going on in the market and some of the struggles buyers are having with higher interest rates. I know we, we're going to get into conversations that real estate agents should be thinking about having with their buyers, uh, you know, not, not just to get them to buy, because I think that's like a transactional way of thinking, but uh, in order to really set them up for financial success down the road and long-term relationships. Before we jump into that great stuff, though, why don't you give our listeners and viewers a little bit of background on who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are now. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate you giving me a moment just to share. You know, I always tell people I think I'm most qualified to help you because of where I came from. So I'll share a little bit of my story. Um, you know, I grew up with a single mother household. Uh, my dad uh, passed away. He took his own life when I was pretty young. I was about six years old, and I had a six-month-old sister. And nobody taught us about real estate or money. That was reserved for everybody else out there. And so as I grew up later in life, I ended up, you know, saving up money, going to college. And I met a mortgage man uh, 21 years ago, almost 22 years ago. And uh, I was waiting tables. I got into mortgages um, here right outside Nashville, Tennessee, in a little town called Murfreesboro. I was going to MTSU. And uh, I started doing loans under his mentorship. And Rob taught me to serve realtors and serve clients. Um, he taught me to always, you know, look at a mortgage as a part of the wealth building, you know, whole, whole strategy. And he said, I'll have clients for life. And um, so that's what I do. I'm, I, I consider myself a mortgage banker, a mortgage advisor. I'm not just a loan officer. A loan officer quotes rates. A mortgage advisor, I think, helps you build wealth and use mortgages to pay off debt and be wise with it. And uh, I really enjoy doing that. It's my 21st year. I think we, uh, I, I was just chatting with you. I think we helped around 365 families last year, um, which was an amazing and a blessing here in Middle Tennessee. It's not that hard to sell a lot of houses and finance them. But now the market's changing and people are rattled and they're scared because of the news or whatever they're reading out there. And um, I, I don't like to go through these times, but it's definitely when I feel most mm. useful because I love educating people and showing us that we do have a, uh, a, uh, sun, uh, in the clouds that's parting in the distance. If you have a right plan and right strategy, but man, there's a lot of bad plans and bad strategies or no plans and no strategies. And hopefully we can talk about that today. Well, that's I, me. I love your background. I love how you, consider yourself a mortgage advisor and that mortgages are a tool to build wealth. And I think that's an important thing to think about, particularly right now when some people have a bad taste in their mouth about mortgages because they went from three to four to five to six, uh, you know, on the rates. And 
you really do have to think of it as a tool to build wealth. And one of the things I like to highlight, and I don't know if you're doing this as well, you know, when you're talking to buyers or other agents is you can't just look at the mortgage rate alone. I think you also have to look at what other asset classes are doing and what inflation is doing. Right, because when when mortgage rates were at three percent inflation, uh, the reported inflation, at least, which I don't believe, by the way, but the reported inflation was like two percent. Well, yeah, right. So, so you're paying a point over inflation, right? If you look at kind of the real interest rate, the real cost of it. Now you're, you know, you've got nine percent inflation, six percent rate. So you're, you know, it's kind of like the banks are paying you to borrow money if you, if you look at it in terms of where inflation is. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know yeah. if you've got any thoughts it's, on that. I'd, I'd love to hear the lender's perspective on it, though. So, I mean, look, uh, let's be clear. Lenders were created to benefit the banks, to pay back interest for them to make money. Um, they use your money, and they go out, and they lend to other people at larger you know, returns, right? So why do we not do that to the banks? So here's what I mean by that. We've mm. been taught to not like debt, which debt is bad. The average car payment just hit $647. Um, 13% of all car payments are over $1,000 a month right now. Car payments are crushing America. So I don't like car payments. I don't like credit cards. But what I do like is good debt. And I want as much good debt as I possibly can get. And good debt is real estate that I can leverage. So the problem is most Americans have either been taught it the wrong way, which is pay off all your debt. It's a bad thing. Put 20% down. You know, Dave Ramsey's preached it for a long time, and that's their MO. Then there's the other side that, you know, you don't have to put that much down, and you want to keep more of your cash, and you want to leverage that asset or that debt because you can go use it elsewhere and make way more than what the bank is charging you for it monthly. Hmm. And... When you take that leverage and you combine it with appreciation on a household expense that you have to pay one way or the other, it's really the secret formula to getting really wealthy. I mean, I'm an idiot and I've made a lot of money through real estate. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I can't agree with you more. I mean, you know, it, the more good debt you have, the more good assets you can own with it and the wealthier you're going to get. And we were talking about this before the show. You know, I think the traditional, you know, old school strategies or lessons or methodologies for retirement savings just aren't going to work. I think the average earner can't save enough, especially with, you know, the, the things that are going on to devalue the dollar. Like, I don't think you can really save your way to retirement. You need a way to pour gasoline on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing, Dan, I think this, I just wrote this down because I wanted to share this with you. Do you think that a majority of Americans are on side A or side B when I say this? Their fear of loss is greater than their chance of gain. Mm. Most Americans' fear of loss is the greatest thing right now. They're not thinking about the chance of the gain. Here's what I mean by that. When you go ahead and you put $50,000 down on a piece of real estate, that's 10%, right? 
So a 10% down payment is $50,000. You could even do $25,000. You could do as little as $17,500, which is 3% down right now. But let's use $50,000 right now. And that house goes up 5% in a year, Dan, on $500,000. How much is that? Yeah, that's uh, 25 grand. <laughs> right. And in two years, that's 50 grand. So you put 50 grand in, you got a house that you had to live in, you had to live somewhere, and you got 50 grand back after two years. That's 100% ROI, 100% return on your investment. Also, if I sell that house after two years and you end up turning around and listing it for me and I say, you know what, I wanna sell this thing, get my hands on the cash that I've made on this property, how much in taxes do I have to pay if I live there for two years as my primary residence if I make a couple hundred grand on it? Yeah, zero, because you have an exemption for the first 250 in gain and, and if you're single and half a million if you're married, I think if I'm remembering. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. And I'm in a 35% tax bracket. So that's a 35% automatic gain on my money right there. See, this is why I want to borrow myself to wealth. I've borrowed myself from negative $146,000 in credit cards to $3 million cash net worth. And I only say that to... Mm not to share dollars and, and brag, but it's to help people out there like me understand that, hey, I am like you, and I know what it was like to have a single mom, credit card debt mounting, tire blue on the car, uh-oh, what are we gonna do? Do I pay the car, do I payment, do I pay the rent, or do I feed the family? And my mom was a grinder, and she, she made it happen, and she provided for us. But now, later in life, what I realize, why do I not be the bank? Why don't I borrow the bank's money at three, four, five, or even six, six and a half percent, folks, listen up, because I'm only going to rent that money. I'm renting the money to buy the asset to make the money in appreciation and gain, tax deduction, and amortization pay down. And then I'm going to rent that money. And if that opportunity comes along to rent that money cheaper next year or the year after, I'm going to refinance the loan and save even more. But what I will not make is versus saving a couple hundred dollars a month or a couple thousand dollars a year in additional interest because rates went up, which I can't do nothing about, I will make 50 or 100 or $200,000 in equity gain on that property because real estate will not go down. Well, I think the other, it's interesting that you, you said rent the money because I think the other thing that real estate agents, lenders should be talking about with buyers is the alternatives, right? Because everyone needs a place to live like, and, unless you're going to be in your parents' basement, you got to pay that. And yeah. rent increases the last few years have been even more dramatic in a lot of places than home prices. And they still are. And we have a shortage of rental properties that the building industry right now cannot overcome. There's, there's they, the supply chain, the, the construction industry is just not there. So in your examples of, you know, gaining this equity year over year, you know, you also have to point out you are locking in your cost of living. You're not going to be hit with huge percentage well increases. Like I, I know property managers right now that are getting five to 10% rental increases on renewals. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a big bite to chew if you're, if you're renting. That's an adjustable rate mortgage. Yeah. Oh, that's what that is. A one year arm. And most people will not. Yeah. One people will not take a, would never take a one year arm yet. They go out there and they rent. That's a, that's a great, you know, reminder, Dan, right there. Hold that thought for a second. Are you a new real estate agent looking to jumpstart your career? 
or perhaps you are an experienced agent looking to build and scale and get to the next level. If you are, I've got great news for you. After building and scaling multiple real estate businesses, I am now taking my real estate team to all 50 states. In fact, it's going to be international. I'm going to offer cutting edge technology, training in lead generation, team building, investing, and additional opportunities to build revenue streams. If you are interested and want to learn more about this opportunity, send me a text message directly to my cell phone, 703-638-4393. Again, text me at 703-638-4393. What, what would you tell the average realtor, lender right now out there that you know, maybe the last couple of years was, was doing really well, kind of riding the wave and the high volume of transactions, you know, buyers, all they had to do really was show a buyer a house and write a contract and just hope the offer got picked, right? Because the buyers are writing them because of, you know, FOMO almost, like the fear of missing out. Uh, and now that environment over the last three, four, five months or so has shifted on them. What do they need to do differently? Great question. Really great question. So I just returned from an event in Las Vegas on Friday and Saturday, and I got to, I got to listen to and meet Gary V and, and uh, Ed Milet. And I asked them, I was like, what's happening? What, if, if I was in your company meeting, knowing what you know right now, like what would you tell your company or what have you told your company over the last 30 days? I thought it was a pretty good question. I said, because you know everybody here is in real estate and mortgages. And he said, number one, we have to understand that the social um, uh, media networks will dominate the next 10 years. There will be people that will choose to put content or lots of content out on their platforms, and there will be people that choose not to, just like people choose to use it for good and some people choose to use it for bad. As a real estate agent, it is your duty and your obligation to give people an inside look into your life of who you are as a human being, as a person, what you like to do, where you like to go, because if people know, like, and trust you, they will use you as your real estate agent. There's too many secret agents mm -hmm. out there. Gary, that's what Gary said. He said, you've got to, there's not enough info. Um, number two, um, I believe that realtors should show they really want to be a part of clients' life for a longer period of time if you want to be a real estate professional. And call your clients up and be transparent and say, hey, I'm not really that, that good at this Clients for Life program thing, but I know we're going through a lot of stuff right now. You know, are there any questions that are keeping you awake at night about real estate or finance or something? I can, you know, get you any resources that may help you and your family out. Call them. You know, ask them who their professionals are that they use, their financial planner, CPA. Reach out to them. Introduce yourself. Say, hey, I'm, you know, the, you know, Lesniak's professional realtor. You know, I just helped him buy a home three months ago. I know you're their financial advisor. I want to reach out and introduce myself. Um, that would probably be another great way to prospect because those people are going to need referrals for great realtors. Um, and so, yeah, and I would say the third thing would be, you know, we better get a lot better at video. I think I see too many... Mm. Uh, agents, Dan, that just either uh, are doing zero video or they do it a little bit and they, they're not good at it, so they just quit. And you can't do that. you got to start now because if you don't put content out, other realtors are. And, you know, Betty Buttercup, who's brand new from last week, comes along, and if she has great marketing and great social media, Dan, she looks better than you on the <clears throat> Internet, like somebody's going to say, that's the realtor I'm going to use, right? You could fake it till you make it almost in social media world right now. So you've got to put good, good content out. 
And uh, I would love to engage with your followers if they'll, uh, you know, follow me at uh, on Instagram, the Sean Kaplan, and I'll reconnect with you. And I try to put out content that I like, you know, to see other people put out. The so- social media, I think, has been one of the most fascinating things in the last few years in like tons of industries, but especially real estate. We we all have that that agent or or multiple agents we know in our market that seems like they just came out of nowhere, right? And in a lot of cases, it's because they spent the time, the year or two of putting out videos and then, you know, just getting better at it, right? Even if no one was watching them at first, they kept doing it and doing it. And all of a sudden, they get that hockey stick, you know, curve up in number of deals and, you know, yeah, all of that. And, and it, in most cases where I've seen that, it's because they put the time into social media. They learned how to not just be a consumer on it, right? But how to be a producer on it. And, and I think social media is one of those things that is, you know, a tool, right? It can be used for, for bad, like if you're just scrolling on it, killing time, not being productive, right? But it can also be used for good, right. like you said, like getting your message out, letting people see who you are, providing them with education, right? And, and doing all of this, by the way, without just coming on and, you know, asking for business all the time. Right, right. Think about like what you engage in and what you like. Um, you know, find something that you're passionate about and just put a lot of energy behind it. You know, so I'm building a house right now. I'm super passionate about that. You know, people love to see the pictures of the farmhouse that we're building, you know, here in Tennessee. Um, you know, I love French bulldogs. You know, some people don't. A lot of people do. When I put them up, people want to connect mm. with me. That's all stuff that doesn't say mortgage, you know. But um, and the other thing is, like, if you really want to get to know your audience, then you, we should be asking them questions. You know, like put questions up in your stories instead of just, hey, here's my latest listing or another one pended. You know, like, unfortunately, I hate to hurt anybody's feelings, but no, no, none of the client base wants to see that or hear about that right now. What they want to know is how do I get out of debt? How do I build wealth? How do I avoid this recession? You know, what should I do to prepare for the recession? Um, what are some things that will save me money around my house? Where are some places in town I should be going? Uh, business partner interviews are great. You've done those, Dan. We're doing one right now. But, like, agents, go and interview a business person out there in the community one day a week and put them on – ask one question of that business owner, 60 seconds or less, and put it on your Instagram story. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So we, we've, we've got to make sure that we go ahead and in a changing world, we can't do the same thing. Winston Churchill says this. He says, never let a, a good crisis go wasted. <laughs> right. Like, while, whatever's going on right now, let's use it wisely. By the way, like inve- investing in yourself or going to a seminar or doing something new like this. Like, I don't do a lot of podcasts, but it ends up it stretches you. And what ends up happening is like you'll end up putting yourself in opportunities that'll take you to different places in your business and in your personal life. So try new things right now. Invest in yourself. It's one of the greatest forms of self-love that you can you know, show yourself. We've talked about a number of things that people should be doing or doing more of in this market. Uh, let's flip that question. Are there things that you think agents, lenders should stop doing or, or, or do less of. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
There's some things I think that we did in the past that don't have as much effectiveness. Mm. Like, I don't know about you, Dan. I'm not a big fan of, of, of farming. Unless you come to me and you say, hey, I've got a specific community that I live, work, and play in, and I'm committed to doing this farming campaign for two years, 24 months in a row, and I've got the money up front already set aside, then I tell people, I don't think you're prepared to do the farming. That's just my personal opinion because it doesn't get the results that I've, I've want, you know, mm. most people want. Um, the, the other thing is, is, you know, I come from the generation, I don't know what, what you coach and teach, but we come from the generation of, you know, call a hundred people a day and you're going to get some business, right? Well, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm more of being, let's be more effective, you know, instead hmm. of me sitting here calling 50 strangers, I'd rather spend a half an hour with you on this podcast that might, you know, reach, you know, a hundred thousand people. Right. And I think it can also hurt your psyche to just sit and cold call all day long. Now, look, some people are made for it. And then you also have to start your career and you have to learn how to make phone calls. But if you're able to get out there in the community and meet people and you're able to put up some good social media content and get, you know, 30, 40 leads a month and, and get five to 10 shots a month and, you know, do that. That's a great real estate business to me. Yeah, and I think it's more rewarding. I... I like the the idea of doing less of the things that don't work as well or aren't as efficient. Like, yes, you should be on the phone, but who are you calling, right? Are you are you calling people that already like know and trust you because you've spent the time on social media and other places, you know? like building that trust, right? Or are you just calling people that have never heard of you? And, and both can work, but one's going to, you know, get you more dollars per your time. And, and the same goes with farming. Um, you know, it can still work, but at a cost that's much greater than if you put out good social media or do digital marketing. I've really enjoyed the social media side, too, for the educational purposes. I just had a real good agent in here having lunch with me. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, folks. Like, mastermind more. Go have lunch at people's offices. Have coffees. Call your lenders, title companies. Go, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Ask lots of questions. Um, but um, going back to that, what she was talking about when she was over here was, you know, Instagram. Me and her met through Instagram. And I said, what is it about that? She goes, well, you almost feel like you know each other through social media. So then when you start a conversation, it goes directly to that person. You wouldn't stand in front of somebody and start talking to them and not respond, right? So agents, start looking at being wiser with our time and more efficient and try using your Instagram to connect with some business people and builders, HR people around town. Find out who it is. Search, follow, and educate yourself on the things that they're showing. Hold that thought for a second. Did you know I've been involved in developing and building hundreds of homes? And did you know that we take partner investors in our deals? If you want to learn about new opportunities that we have for real estate investors, go to my Instagram account, it's the Dan Lesniak, and send me a direct message. Again, if you want to learn about my next opportunities for real estate investor partners, go to my Instagram at ddanlesniak and send me a direct message. One, one thing I want to make sure I give you a chance to hit on uh, before we do our higher hyperfast, you know, Q&A round and wrap up here. Uh, yeah. Real quick, describe the 
rate buy down tools and, and how you're kind of using that to position sellers to attract buyers without necessarily doing huge price cuts. Cause I think that's an interesting. Tool. Sure. All right, cool. I'll open up this screen. Tell me if you can see it. How's that? All right. I've got it up. I can see it. Okay. So let's say, Dan, you walked into a subdivision and a builder had a property for $449,000, right? Well, you're immediately thinking, hey, the market, I think it's gotten soft or there's a bubble or whatever all the other garbage <laughs> is that we hear all the time, but it is what it is. But they say, you know, I think I'm just going to go in and maybe offer 435 for the house, right? Last column. So if you did that, well, you know, around today, putting 10% down, you're going to have a mortgage payment probably around 2315 principal and interest. But what this illustration does, Dan, is it's showing people what I was talking about in the beginning of our conversation, which is let's be smart with our money. Let's make money matter. And let's make sure creative financing, which is going to be the wave of the future, by the way, that you understand how to leverage and use financing to your ability to get really, really rich and save as much money as possible. So here's an example of it. I don't want you to ask for 435. I don't want you to ask for a price reduction on the house. What I would rather you end up doing is one, you could use the money and ask the builder for some closing cost assistance, which we could use to buy the interest rate down. And that's going to make your mortgage payment you're looking at about $131 better. Can you see that? Yep. Now, what I would rather you do is my strategy. And I'm doing this with builders too, because this keeps purchase prices high. It helps out the buyer get a much better payment. It helps out the realtor that their list to sale ratio stays high. And it helps the community to make sure prices stay high instead of people running scared and just starting to throw up a for sale sign or give people you know, money off, leave the purchase price at 449. And we're gonna do a two to one fixed rate buy down, which means you'll have a 3.375% interest rate for the first year. The second year, it'll go to 4.375, and the remaining 30, 28 years fixed will be 5.375. So it's a 5.375% loan, but you get a discount for the first two years. And look how much right here that you save per month. $502.80 per month. And over in the far right column, you'll notice, as indicated, it's going to end up saving you just over the first five years, $22,000 in interest. This, folks, is what mm. you have to do instead of just getting onto rocketmortgage.com or walking into your bank because they end up, that's where you bank. You need a mortgage advisor, not a loan officer, because it's going to cost you $22,000 by taking somebody's advice that doesn't know what they're talking about. So sorry to be harsh, super passionate about this because I think there's a lot of unqualified people in my business that don't talk about money to people because they don't have any money or they haven't been good with their money or haven't built any wealth. So therefore, they're not really in the proper place to advise people. And I know I am because I came from negative to positive. So I can help folks. Well, I, I think this is a great tool and it, it's certainly one if you're an agent, you need to figure out how to offer and, and find a lender that, that does if you don't have any and, and then start having these conversations with your buyers. Uh, now, I know we're almost at time. I always end with a hyper fast round if you are ready for a couple rapid fire questions and answers. Let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? 
Be diligent and consistent in all that you do. What is the biggest mistake that experienced real estate agents make? Thinking that they can outsource everything. They get enough money and they start hiring everything out. And then what ends up happening is people feel that they've lost connection and relationship with, with you as an actual agent in person. What's something that you are doing in your business today that you were not doing a year ago? Um, I begin working on YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts will probably be the number one in the, in the, in the, uh, used because it's the number two search engine and all the kids are on it right now. All my kids are, and it's categorizable and you can make libraries out of it. So it, you have history behind it besides like where TikTok and Instagram don't. All right. Last question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Man. So 10 years from now, I hope to have our farmhouse uh, here in Tennessee hosting folks, you know, giving them a refuge for, uh, uh, you know, some things that we'd like to do in our ministry and have that property paid off. Uh, probably I'd like to have 10 million cash net worth, which will allow me to retire comfortably. I'd like to have a place in the Smoky Mountains. Um, yeah, and I'd like to see my daughters married and, you know, hopefully maybe by then, maybe or going to college. That's a little early going to college. <laughs> All right, Sean, thank you so much for your time today yeah, Dan. and great insights. If people want to connect with you, talk real estate, mortgage, or, or just follow you on social media, how should they connect? Um, best thing to do is just go straight to my Instagram profile, the Sean Kaplan. Um, I'm sure you'll throw it up there. We'll have it. And, um, and then you'll see my link tree in uh, my bio, and it's got every link that you need. I offer a lot of you know great newsletters. You can get a weekly news video newsletter from me, and uh, I do a lot of online classes. And you're welcome to come to any of that stuff, even if you're not in Tennessee. I'm licensed in 27 states, but I always like to help folks out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Sean. To all of our listeners and viewers out there, thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with other people that you think would benefit from learning as well. We will see you next time. Real estate agents, I have built out a group in all 50 states in many different countries as well. And I'm looking for people that want to partner with me and get the benefit of not one, but two nationally recognized coaching programs to help grow your business. If you are ready to join me at EXP, or want to learn more information about it, I would be honored if you would send me a text message at 703-638-4393. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.